In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Good morning, Cleveland. I'm finally back with my co host, Jack. Jack, mate, it's a rarity now. How are you, buddy? I'm really good. Fantastic day yesterday. Um, soccer, as you'll call it over in America. <laughs> Chelsea finishing the top four, which means we're in the Champions League. And the big difference for me is we're now on Saturday games this year rather than Sunday games, which means they're not going to clash with the Cleveland Browns games, which is just fantastic news all around. Mate, nice twist there to keep an NFL show, mate. I like that a lot. And uh, how's your work going, mate? Work's going really well. Enjoying it. Enjoying it. How are you? I keep yeah, seeing you know, interesting places on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, good, mate. I'm off to uh, Stuttgart, actually. I'm going to meet a Browns fan out there. I've got to go to out on business, uh, do some work. So uh, I'm flying a day earlier. I'm going to meet with a, uh, some Browns fans, hopefully, if I can get some more uh, meets up today and go for a German uh, pint. So that'd be good. Good stuff. So we had uh, the Scottish Hammer on this week. Have fun. Yeah, good mate. Great, uh, great guy. And it was uh, really interesting listening to him actually do an official um, report or a press conference uh, with the Browns. And uh, they asked quite a lot of similar questions to myself. So it was quite a uh, similar interview. And hopefully I gave him a bit of practice ready for his big uh, press conference debut. Fantastic. So you've texted me, Browns have signed Iowa State linebacker Willie Harvey after rookie minicamp. So um, rookie minicamp is now done. It was, um, it's interesting there. There's been some overblown stuff from it. Like um, they set up one play for uh, the new return guy to just run past Greedy Williams and Greedy Williams just try to keep with him. And you would think that the whole season's played out and Greedy Williams has had an awful rookie season. It's one play, guys. It doesn't matter. Um, the only it only starts mattering when we're sort of I, ideally we'll start taking note when it's in the uh, preseason games. But week one's what we're looking forward to. Greedy Williams is going to be fantastic. He's going to play a lot of press man. Um, so don't worry if you saw an odd clip where uh, you're like, what just happened there? <laughs> yeah, mate. I thought a uh, classic Dorsey smokescreen. Put the worst clip you possibly can up and uh, get everyone talking about it. So. Uh, um... Well, mate, what's your views on um, Miles Garrett coming out about uh, saying about uh, uh, Greg Williams uh, only got to play two different uh, styles? Yeah, it was it was surprising that that came out. Ideally, I prefer players to keep this stuff locked down and gone. Um, he could have sort of I I would have preferred him to present it. He's got a lot more stuff he's been working on. He can show a lot more different techniques this year. Sort of put, try put a positive spin on it. But by all means, if you felt hard done by by Greg Williams, then get get it off your chest and get it in the past. Um, I'm looking forward to what Miles can achieve, um, not just from a improvements on the defensive line, but the improvement on coverage. Because at the end of the day, it's not so much what the D line can do. If the coverage can slow down the quarterback, that's when the D line gets to feast. 
Um, so it's, it's on the coverage and we've improved the coverage. Greedy Williams is going to be a big factor in that. Um, I'm looking forward to what Miles Garrett can do. Yeah, um, and Miles uh, Garrett has said he wants to host a Game of Thrones uh, party. And now, if my calendar's correct, I think I may just miss it by a day because I'll be flying back to London. So that's real. Because I'll be in Cleveland in three weeks. So I, I'm guessing with my calculations that I may potentially just miss his uh, Game of Thrones party. Well, in the UK, Game of Thrones comes out on the Monday, but I make sure I find a stream. So after I finish this podcast, I will be going and watching Game of Thrones. Yeah, mate, I'm going to be watching it, uh, I think, uh, when I get down to Germany. Um, it's quite interesting, though. I don't know if you won't discuss this, but um, the Cleveland Browns have gone really heavy on the Game of Thrones things uh, uh, this uh, season. Yeah, I think all, all the teams have because it's just it, it's such a big thing going on that yeah everyone's jumping on the bandwagon and what one thing just jumping back to miles garrett i think we're going to see a lot more of him at three tech this year um on those sort of third downs obvious pass situations flip him inside to the three tech move say richardson to the one tech um bench ogunjobi for those plays and that's fine that's nothing against ogunjobi and then you just bring in sort of your avery on the edge and you really go after that quarterback and i think that's going to be really really exciting um, defensive tackle is obviously weak for the Browns. You've only really got um, Ogunjobi, uh, Richardson. I think Chris Smith's probably going to be a three-tech this year and probably going to be our backup three-tech. So that's one I would keep an eye on. Um, I think I, I feel pretty confident saying that's probably where we're going to see him. Um, but interesting, actually, mate. Um, I was listening to uh, our friends that are locked on Browns and they mentioned potentially Ch- uh, Chad Thomas with his size come in uh, as a defensive tackle it, it, it could be interesting I, I think the best place to put him in the Browns roster would be in the DJ booth but um... <laughs> mate come on mate we've got um, DJ Wolf there mate we're not having any uh, moves to him mate he's staying <laughs> but no it's, um, I, I really really genuinely want to be proved wrong on the Chad Thomas stuff um, and when I say I don't like that pick I, I want to be proved wrong I'm just giving my opinion on that player. Um, but by all means, let, let's hope he can do something. Um, I remain sceptical. Um, I would like to see Avery a lot more as a defensive end. Um, a defensive end, outside linebacker. At the end of the day, on the line of scrimmage as an edge defender. Um, before anyone tweets me, there is no difference. And yeah, if, if fingers crossed, he gets in there more. Less linebackers on the field, more DBs. Um, and let's have a four-two-five defense as a base, and then ideally, I want to see some four-one-six as well. Excellent. And when, um, if you can educate me a little bit, when Avery came up um, in, in, uh, in at the front, did Miles um, Garrett always be on the opposite side, or did he go into that three-tech role last year? Um, I honestly, I'm not sure. Um, okay, it rotates because Garrett's, I think, first two or three sacks in the NFL were both from the three-tech. Okay. Uh, they moved him inside, and he's such a powerful player that he, he can be a destructing force there. So um, with Vernon there as well, you're going to have a lot of options where you can mix it around. Um, but for me, let's just rush crazy and get the pressure. If we end up giving up four or five-yard runs, but we get more QB hits and more pressure, then I'm all for that. It, does, it doesn't bother me giving up the odd short runs because they're not stable. So let's just go after the quarterback on that D-line and cause as much havoc as possible, get good coverage there, and then when it's a pass, 
hopefully that you'll see a much bigger increase in the amount of pressure. With the draft now over, can you see any free agents that could uh, slot in as a, a defensive tackle? So there's sort of three names being banged around. Um, you've got Sue, that, and I just think it's going to be too much money. Um, but it could happen. Don't get me wrong, though, but I'm not sure if you pay, you're going to pay that much money for a rotational piece. But in all honesty, if you're looking at, say, Ogan Joby, Richardson, and Sue, then if you gave them all 66% of snaps, then you're in a pretty awesome position because they're going to they're gonna cause damage. But Here's a know. question for you, mate. What, what do you reckon uh, Sue would cost on a one-year deal now that drafts after at a bargain price? What do you think we could get him for? I think he's looking at 12 million. Um, I for think one that's year? the lowest he would go. Yeah, for yeah. one year. And I, I think that's a lot of money. But if Dorsey is serious about we're all in for these two years, then you, you could make that one-year pump. And how would you feel, mate, um, on the cap if we brought him in now for £12 million for one year? Does, I, I, that's not doing any harm for us, is it? I think it's, it's dangerous because okay. you've got... Well, this year will be really good, but then you won't be able to keep him next year. And okay. you're going to have to make other cuts to fill in because if you just sign, say, the other the name that's in most heavily linked is McCoy. Um, so if you signed McCoy, um, well, traded for him with the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, then you, he's on 13 million a year. You could probably do a deal and get that down to, say, 10. Um, give him sort of, we're going to guarantee 8 million of your salary this year. We're going to guarantee, say, 5 million of it next year. Would you then sign that deal? We'll do a two-year, twenty million deal. You might get that deal done um, as a restructure, but let's see. It's, it's going to be question marks on that. Um, and do you really want to spend that much money for a rotational piece? If you are, then go in. Right, we're only going to have three defensive tackles that we trust. We're going to give them each two thirds of the game. You could probably make it work, but um, for me, I think. Flip your garrets inside. I d we do need to add a name floating around, and I, I, I don't even know why people are linking it. Danny Shelton's return. I just can't see Shelton wanting to sign when Dorsey shipped him off for bargain price. Yep. So, um, yeah, it just he's got a Super Bowl ring now, isn't he? Yep. So, yeah, and he always tweets positively about the Browns. So, uh, mm. but yeah, okay, yeah, uh, it makes sense. You know, you um, you let him go, and then you bring him back, and uh, um, he's more of a bigger uh, classic uh, nose tackle, if I'm correct. So, would would he would he fit into what we're looking for as a backup piece? He probably wouldn't be able to do your 66% all all the way around for three different players. Yeah. But he could come in and do sort of 30% and sort of rotate with um, Ogan Joby. It'd be a really nice rotation there, but. I'm not that keen to have him. I don't see the value. I'd rather put in sort of a penetrating defensive tackle, more of a three-tech style there, um, and try to get some pressure. Here's a question for you, mate. Would you take, um, um, yeah, I'd say a defensive tackle, so it's going to cost us 12 million a year, just put, uh, plug him in as, an, as a rotational piece, just for that real playoff Super Bowl push, if we've got the cap space for just one year, and we're not looking, and we're not looking about next year's, well, it doesn't matter. If we're not looking at next year's roster, but only looking at the cap space, surely it makes sense just to 
get a player like this on a one-year thing just to add extra weapons? Or do you think it now that means we miss out on getting a defensive tackle, trained and having experience because we brought a, a vet in? Um, in terms of developing, I don't think there's anyone really there on the roster to develop. Um, so I don't think that's sort of... I don't think we're missing out on developing anyone. Um, in terms of bringing in the vet, uh, it's, it's going to be so much fun. If you had Sue or McCoy and then you're rotating between those three, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch because that sort of interior defensive line is going to be just monster when you can just like roll Garrett, roll Chris Smith inside. Chris Smith could be a piece that could give you sort of a 40% snap rate. So that is an option there. Um, but the cap wise is, it, say we go out and spend 12 million on Sue. Yep. Then got to balance that out by cutting about 10 million next year. Even if you don't keep him, you've got to cut 12 million. So if you're saying. Why, um, just explain that to me. Why? Because um, our listeners may not understand this. I'm, I'm not too sharp on it. So if we sign someone for one year, yep. then why does that affect next year's cap? Because we're, we're only talking about this season's cap, surely? Or am I wrong? So the NFL salary cap this year is 188.2 million. Yep. The Browns are spending about 210 million already. So wow, okay. we are well over the NFL salary cap. It's the biggest overspend in NFL history in terms of money, dollar value. And I believe it's also the biggest overspend in NFL history in percentage of salary cap overspend as well. So you add 12 million to that, you're in massive territory then. Um, and it comes down to the question of, so we're only able to overspend because Sashi built up this big salary cap rollover. Yep. Once that money's gone, it's gone. So if we go and spend, say, 12 million extra this year, that means the rollover into next year, there's a spare 20 million. Got you. It'd spend up to, say, 220 million. And that's if we went all in and blow the lot. But we've got to recoup that money somewhere. So no, I understand it now. So that, that, um, that money is basically like a, a saving account and yeah. we can use it any year. It doesn't have to be next year. We can use it anytime in the future. Is that correct? Yep. Um, obviously, okay. the next CBA might tweak that, but they're still going to allow for some form of rollover. But yeah, it's, it's very much like we are burning through the savings account at the minute. We, we, spent, yeah. we, we overspent the current account last year. We overspent the current account this year. We are burning through the savings account that's actually built. Um, and that's fine. We're always going to spend it. I didn't think we'd just spend it at this speed, but the, the the way we're spending it, we can't really go much more this year else. If we spend more, then the decisions next year is we probably don't re-sign, say, Demarius Randall. So we need Red yeah, okay. Wines to step up and refill him. Or this, we can't re-sign Joe Schobert. So they're the sort of players where you're going, can we re-sign these players? Mate, yeah, thanks for explaining that, mate. It's quite interesting, though. There's not very many undrafted free agents come into minicamp that are defensive tackle got a lot of defensive ends but not a lot of defensive tackles it kind of like we are light really light on that position and I thought we would bring undrafted free agents in just to uh, make up the roster there yeah it's very much they probably had some names they liked but just couldn't get them um, I, I thought if you were a player out there who's a undrafted um free agent and your defensive tackle the Browns would be the ideal place to come because how light it is but I, I think Chris Smith is going to be your three tech at the minute um, and then it's just there'll be just some fat man to pay less than a million to that 
he'll come in and play your 15 snaps a game at one tech. Or what will happen is you'll rotate, sort of only have Ogunjobi or um, Richardson on at one tech on them obvious pass rush and bring your Miles Garrett, your Vernon, your anyone inside to three tech, have Avery on the outside and really go for it. So um, oh, and maybe they are looking just to have a very, very athletic, quite light um, D-line. And, and that means you're going to get run on a bit more. But in all honesty, we saw at the start of last season, there was Browns fans moaning that we were getting run on in our first game. But the difference was we were able to apply pressure a lot more frequently, we were able to get after the quarterback, and we caused all sorts of problems. Yeah. Um, all right, mate. Any, anything else you want to discuss on the, uh, on the agenda this week? Um, I think the only thing is just uh, what are we going to do forward? Are we doing position reviews? What sort of the plan of where we're heading? Yeah, sure. So um, uh, the show is going to be uh, uh, going into the direction of then looking at each position room for the next uh, uh, couple of weeks, really going into the detail, like how the draft's added, um, any players potentially out there. And uh, a bit like we did before the, the, the draft now, look at a review afterwards and uh, yeah, go from there. No, looking forward to it. And then we can do some really, really, really um, roster predict, really, really early roster predictions. Um, so, uh, no, that's always fun. We'll have we'll more year, confident ones near the end, but this is a good <laughs> chance to just sort of throw some names out there and see what the team looks like. Mate, and lastly, I want to finish up with, a bit weird, there was no building the Browns yesterday. Um, obviously, Game of Thrones last night always comes with building the Browns. And, uh, yeah, it was just a bit of a uh, anti-climax when I went on YouTube uh, and uh, it wasn't there. Well, I've got a whole hands up. I still haven't watched any of them yet. I'm, I like waiting until they're all finished and then I can sit there and watch them all back to back. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder. So you, you do you watch it live with Game of Thrones, and then uh, you don't do it building the Browns. Um, yeah, but, the, but yeah, I've, go on. I'll explain the reason I have to watch Game of Thrones straight away is because I cannot turn Twitter on. Because if I turn Twitter on, like seventy five percent of the people I follow on Twitter are American fans, so they're all disgusting. So I still haven't turned Twitter on this morning, and I can't sign into Twitter until I've watched Game of Thrones. Okay. Um, building the Browns is not so bad because you get a vibe of how the Browns are doing already. All right, buddy, mate. Well, look, uh, thanks a lot, mate. It's great catching up with you. And, uh, yeah, go Browns. Yep. Have a safe trip to Stuttgart, buddy. I'll speak soon. All right, mate. No worries. You take care, pal.